Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to the Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark High. And on today's episode, we're going to ask the question, what should Christians do about euthanasia or mercy killing or, you know, all those general questions. So it's going to be a deep and dark one. Mark, you ready? What? Whether or not. Here we go. Let's go. Welcome back to the studio, my dude. Welcome back. It's been four recording weeks. It's been like four weeks, basically, since we got together, It's been a long time, man. We got, well, you got sick, I got sick, we got sick, we all got sick, we're still kind of sick, so we sound kind of weird. We're going to have some some little cough coughs, sniff sniffs, the sniffle sniffles. (laughs) Sniffleificus. But we are back to the normal location, normal spot. Yeah, we're drinking. Well, I'm drinking coffee. You're drinking something that's not coffee. Well, I'm drinking a spiced apple tea because, again, I'm still getting over being sick, and I've already had coffee today, and so I'm trying to lower the coffee. How many different drugs did they put you on? <sighs> I lost count. Did they? Did you re- really? Uh, yeah. So it's not just like amoxicillin or. Actually, no. side note, when I got strep throat, I asked for the actual drinkable, like the pink bubble gum amoxicillin, like a kid. <laughs> he just goes, <laughs> I'd be giving you like gallons of that stuff. <laughs> so he gave me he gave the me pills. pills. Why you can't do pills? No, no. I, I just wanted to drink the bubble gum stuff like I was a kid again. Oh, oh, okay. I'm weird, man. I'm weird. Weirdo. Yeah, but yes, I'm on amoxicillin right now because yeah, I had so strep throat I. last week. I've got one more pill to take tonight and then I am you're, officially you're amoxicillin, amoxicillin, amoxicillin free. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Think about this, right? When wow. we were kids and we would get sick, we'd be out of school for like, what, 24 hours? Man, I've never had... Just put me on like, back for four days. This thing is... I've had this thing for two weeks and it's still holding on. It's like, oh, go away. So yeah, uh, on top of all the heart stuff that I got going on and the messed up knee and... So you I've were been on like, a lot of drugs. You, 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 you took a little bit to get into the church building today. Yeah, I'm still hobbling around, but I'm without a cane. Wait. First time in five weeks. Yeah. Welcome back I'm to the young man that. society. I'm not quite the young now, man society. Now, did you get a fresh haircut, too? I did. That's like, because you look good, my friend. About a week and a half ago, I got a haircut. I did not. This is hat hair. This is I was wearing a ball cap all day, and this is just... It is hair. what it is. But yeah, ta- Well, ta- dude, ta- so we're just going to jump into this. I, I, I got to say it. Wait, wait. I've been waiting to drink this stuff with but you. But I've been waiting to do the would you rather. We haven't. It's been a bit. So let's do that one, and then we'll jump into that. See, we're so like excited to be it's like, just, let's, let's podcast let's in podcast. real person rather than like Skype, and you blip out, and then I blip out, and then it's just weird. Okay. You ready? Yep. Yep, yep. I'm ready. Would you rather have a flying carpet or have a car that can drive underwater? Yo. I'm thinking the water. But do I get an Abu? If I have a flying carpet, because if I get a flying carpet and an Abu, like, just call me Aladdin. Let's go. What if you get Jar Jar Binks with the car? We'll throw it in Jar Jar Binks <laughs> so you can drive underwater. <laughs> I made him cough. You made me cough. Why would I even want Jar Jar Binks in my dream? I would not want Jar Jar Binks. Not <laughs> at all. I don't know. Would not. Uh, I would probably say submarine. I mean, I mean, honestly, it'd be cool to have a boo and a magic carpet, but I think an underwater car would be pretty dope. Heck yeah, because look, I mean. You can go exploring think, underwater, think about bro. about how much stuff has been unexplored mm. underwater. But think about this. If you have a magic carpet, it's like Tesla on steroids. Like, you don't have to drive. You just lay there and take a nap. That's true. You can take a but nap. If you you know the magic carpet flies and then like birds fly overhead, you can still get pooped on. That's true. That's so, true. But yeah, there's listen, no there's no right answer listen, living in the north because listen, it's cold. Anyway. There's no fresh jams on the magic carpet, but there are in the underwater car. Listen to music. That's true. Okay, and let's go drink, car and drink coffee. There you go. <laughs> All right, so let's go the car. Let's go the car. Car was 
41%, 59% said they'd rather have a flying really? car. No, let's do one more. Let's one do more? one more. We All do right. one more. I love these would you rather. Hopefully so you guys fun. enjoy these would you rather. All right, too. here we go. Would you rather? <laughs> All right. is, is it appropriate? It is, but it's funny because <laughs> I probably wouldn't pick either either one of these. But uh, spend a day with Beyonce or spend a day with Taylor Swift. Yo, give me T-Swizzle. <laughs> I mean, the Queen Bee, though. I mean, Beyonce, the Queen Bee. Like, she's, she's pretty fire. But Taylor Swift? I that think pretty dope. I think I would go with actually no, no, Taylor no. Swift, but only because she's John Mayer's But, but think about this, though. Think about this. Beyonce, though, I mean, Taylor Swift has a great stage presence and persona. Would she be a little boring in real life? Yes, I think so. Because Queen B, I feel like Beyonce would, like, she'd be fun. She'd be fun. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Beyonce. I'm going to switch. I'm going to say right, I'm gonna gonna Queen Beyonce. B. I'm going to Queen B. Yep, Beyonce. I'm going to go with neither, but if I had to pick one, uh, I would say Taylor Swift. single ladies. So 55% say Beyonce. Queen B. 45% say Taylor Put Swift. Put me in the beehive, baby. Let's go. Right. And and does that, I also get to hang with Jay-Z, right? Sure. Yeah, all right. Christ King. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Kanye. That's Kanye. <laughs> Sorry. That's Kanye. The, I'm not really into the musicians. So, all right. anyways, let's talk if about what we got here. you guys can hear this, ready? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm really nervous. So, be- oh, this smells awful. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, that smells so bad. <laughs> okay, wow. so Beth bought this stuff. We're going to call it crap because it, it's going to taste like it. Oh, dude, that she smells bought this rancid. from all these like months ago, and then we haven't podcast in person in forever. So they've been chilling in my fridge. Is this really even drinkable? This is LaCroix Coffee Exotica. It's, natu- oh, it's the essence of Sumatra coffee and cola mixed with... Bubbly water. So if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm holding it up so you can All see. All right. What it so we like. tried Coke coffee and that was gross. And yeah, but you drank it all. You I, drank both I did. cans. I, I'm a little bit Because I needed about this. something. But I'm all right, you ready? Cheers to you. Cheers, LaCroix Coffee. Here we go, peoples. It's like cocoa coffee essence with w- water. It kind of has that fake like Starbucks Vista vibe. It's it has like, more flavor than a normal LaCroix though. It's like somebody had like a little bit of coffee left in the bottom and of the cup. And a little bit of Coke and went boop. It's not even, yeah, maybe a little bit. But, I, can, I can taste the cola. But yeah, then they put a bunch of carbonated water in it. That's what it tastes like. It's more tolerable than the Coca-Cola. I would drink this over the Coca-Cola coffee. I would never buy either one, but if I had No, 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 but one, like let's say we're at the beach, right? And someone whips out one of these suckers. Would you be like, I'm hot, I'll drink this. I would drink. I, I mean, would first ask if there was anything else that they had, <laughs> and then if they said no, Any options. We got options. They said it's this or the Coke. I would say, give me the Lacroix. You know, this is not. Ter- it smelled awful, at least for me. That's it's got a weird. Gross. I can burp real fast, and it's got a weird aftertaste. It's sarsaparilla. Is that what I'm smelling? I, I don't know. Uh, ingredients here. Here's the ingredients. Yeah, natural. Only essence. carbonated water and natural. Oh, naturally essenced. But does that yeah. mean cola and Coke? Or I'm sorry, that, does that mean like cola and coffee like farted in this thing? My body's rejecting it. I know it's that. It's an essence. That, it, my, that's like a fart. I've got the burps going on and I've only taken two sips, so it's rejecting it. Anyways. So that is not Real Talk Christian Podcast approved. No. But you know what a coffee that is? Real Talk Christian Podcast approved. What coffee, We got a mark. coffee sponsorship. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the bag. It's called Brew It Forward Coffee Company. Um, I graduated high school with one of the girls who her and her husband founded this company down in Pennsylvania. Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. It says so at the bottom. Yep. And over in Pennsylvania. And Single check origin. this out. So bottom they island. both come from broken homes. Both their parents are divorced. And so they were just talking. They love coffee. And he actually has like a legit roaster. Yeah, eat some of these. Now they they sent us this bag probably about three weeks ago. So it's been sitting for just a little bit. Oh, wow. That hurt my ear. So it's been sitting for just a little bit. But tell you what, dude. It's phenomenal. So I've been drinking it at home. It's great. It's people. some good stuff. Like, like we we don't we don't say coffee's great all the time I, on this show. I've been out and about well, I've been out of my own coffee for a while. And then Mark's like, hey dude, we got a bag from our sponsor. I'm like, sweet. And it is delicious. I, like, so, I'm like, I don't even feel like I have to roast right now because Right. So and it's so good. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, you know me, I like the ones where it's like the Honduran or the Ethiopians where it punches you at the first hit. Yeah. This stuff is just smooth. It's very like I'm, drink, smooth. I'm drinking some right now. You got to wake up in like two hours. It's got, it's got like a caramel essence with the bean when I eat the bean. Yeah. And you can tell it's from South America just based on the, the flavor. But, 
But that's Brew It Forward. Check them out I online. Mean, yeah. Or you can order online. they got subscription boxes. Yeah, but so brewitforwardcoffeeco.com. Right. Brewitcoffeeforwardco.com. And then tell them about what happens since they're listeners. So, so if you're a listener to the to the show, you go to brewitforwardco.com. And you, you like order coffee. coffee, not the subscription. If you order just a bag, use the coupon code RTC for 10% off. What? 10%, which covers uh, basically coupon? shipping. 10%. 10% off. Just put an RTC. Now, here's the one thing I do want to say, all right? So we actually get no money from the sponsorship. All we get is a coffee. All we so get is the not, coffee. I mean, but here's why we love it. Besides, we just love Jared and Marianne. Um, all the proceeds go to organizations that are helping broken kids, uh, broken kids, broken families, broken kids that are found in broken right. homes, like Bethany House, which is a uh, transitional housing supportive services for young women aging out of foster care. Right. Ronald McDonald Network, which yep. most people know of them. Our Father's House, which um, they provide supplies and comfort items to children in foster care. Young people education that goes towards a bunch of poverty, goes to women care pregnancy centers. So basically, when on you support this coffee, it literally, it's just the fact of they want to help people that are helping kids who are foster kids, who are in broken systems, come from broken homes, which you know we're all about that. Right. I mean, especially I, I marry the... The uh, I, I don't want to use that word, but she's a saint. Beth is a saint with the foster with, kids. And with we've five interviewed kids so, from broken homes. Right, and we've interviewed so, two different... We interviewed Beth. We interviewed our little neighbors of Paraguay. And we have an upcoming interview that you guys will be able to listen to in a couple of weeks with back-to-back ministries. So taking care of poor and the desolate is a big, big deal for us here Definitely. on RTC. And this coffee does just that. Yeah. So, so brewitforwardco.com. RTC is it coffee coupon. Co? Is it Brew It Forward oh, Coffee Co? Oh, sorry, Brew It Forward Coffee Co. Or just Google Brew It Forward Coffee Company. That, yeah, will, that will bring it That'll up take too. you to it. And then remember, whatever you choose there, as long as it's not the subscription, type in RTC on the coupon code and you'll get 10% off. But I will say that that subscription is real nice. It just shows it up and it's a different. And here's the deal too. So Jared, he will actually roast it and ship it within the same. He tries yeah. to do the same day. Right. So you're getting this coffee generally within three to four days of you're when getting it, was, it. it was actually actually roasted. So, and, and and you talk about this because this is your jam. Okay, so this is this is the thing. You can tell that he roasts it, bags it, and ships it because when it arrived to Mark and I, the bag was blown up. It was it was solid air. And I thought that was on purpose. Because of the degassing, which I've talked about in mm-hmm. previous episodes where the beans have to sit basically 24 hours to degas or else you have that happen, which means that it was fresh. He freshly roasted it, bagged it, and shipped it. And it got to us in a couple days and it was so good. And as soon as I, I cut it open, it was like, ah, that smells It was wonderful. a hit. It was a so, hit, yeah. man. Check it out. So, brewitforwardcoffeeco.com and to get your coffee. Well, I think it's time to get into this. Oh, oh we got to read a review. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so excited to get Hold in the on. conversation. I'm sorry. Roll it back, sir. I feel like all I want to do is jump to the next thing in your life. Yeah. Bro, back this gravy train up. <laughs> stop in the name of love. Oh, I was I'm thinking sorry. stop. Collaborate in this. Oh, okay. Ice is back with the Yeah, we're way different. Anyway, so October 5th, we got a review. I know this is quite a ways after that, but uh, we've actually been getting quite a few reviews. Thank you, listeners. Keep them coming. We're going to keep reading them. And don't forget, if you send us your information via Facebook, email, text, stuff like that, you'll get a little mini swag bag, which is basically, it's our sticker for our, you know, a car sticker or a computer sticker. I've got it on the back of my... And if you did not get one, hit me up so I can resend it. It's this sticker right here if you're watching on YouTube. And then um, we got new pins and Janiel's like, I love these pins better than the old ones. Oh, really? Oh, I miss the the OG pins. See, I like them too. I like the new ones. They just look sweet. The new ones They look 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 really expensive. And if I didn't get one too and you're supposed to get one and you're like, where's my mini swag bag? Um, My bad, just email me again. Please email us. Actually, Janiel said she would take that over for us. So we'll make praise sure of the Lord. we will make sure it gets to you because Janiel is about to have it. a little worship dance praise break yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, anyways, we got this uh, this review back on October fifth. Do you want to read? You want me to read? You it? read it. I love the name, but all read right. It. it says "Awesome Podcast" by DJ Maze. Right, Maze. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, mm-hmm. DJ, I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I butchered. That's what I'm thing. hearing. So it says, "I listen to them every day at work, and I love all of the conversation that they have." About the Lord and coffee as well. You know we got to talk about the Lord and coffee. Come on mm-hmm. now. So, DJ Mays. Thank you, DJ Mays. And like I, I said, reach out to us. Uh, my question is, is you a real DJ or is your name DJ? Because if DJ. you legit is like, yo, what's up? Just DJ oh, Mays. Like, that's a cool that's DJ high. name. DJ Mays. Yo, 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 what's up with DJ Mays? Bro, okay. Patrick. Is mayonnaise an instrument? DJ mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. I am just 
saying. All right, do we right. hit all the things? I think we've we hit all everything. the things. All right, dude, lead us into this one, and I'm gonna cough again because my throat's going nuts. All right, you cough again. So this question actually came from one of you listeners. Uh, we are actually having some correspondence. I believe this was via text. I'm so hard because. A lot of you guys are reaching out to us and continuing the conversation, which we absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you guys to continue to do that with sure. us. Um, and it's not just about topics we've talked about. This is a, like, a, you know, we haven't talked about euthanasia. Nope, not yet. And he's like, hey, I got a couple questions for you. Can we can we talk about this? It's like, yes, we can. And so, uh, yeah, this was a good conversation with somebody through, I believe, via text of, um, what do we do about euthanasia? And I know it's not super popular here in the United States, but I know in places like Canada and places overseas, Canada, big time. It's it's quite getting it's gaining the, more popularity. The Nordic countries as well, I right. believe. Yeah, so it's gaining a lot more popularity, um, and, and so we want to speak on it. Uh, what's the Christian's stance, or what should the Christian stance be on euthanasia? Uh, but first, you know me, I always like to define what it is we're talking about. So what is euthanasia. Well, this comes from medicine.missouri.edu. Oh, okay. And it says euthanasia is the practice of ending the life of a patient to limit the patient's suffering. The patient in question would typically be terminally ill or experiencing great pain and suffering. The word euthanasia itself comes from the Greek words eu, which means good, and thanatos, which means death. The idea is that instead of condemning someone to a slow, painful, and undignified death, Euthanasia would allow the patient to experience a relatively good death. Yeah, so basically it takes away a lot of the pain and suffering that someone could be dealing with and just right. go on to the afterlife. And there's other terms for it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before, the honoring, honor death. Honor death, mercy killing. Mercy killing. Uh, what's uh, the other one? Physician-assisted suicide. They don't like yeah, to use that, that word. That one's PAS, not, yeah, yeah, but it was physician-assisted Which is suicide. a different, different matter. But euthanasia well, normally it revolves around the old, the sick. Right. Or somebody's, like they said, who's terminally ill, yeah. really really sick, in a lot of pain, suffering, stuff like that. So, you ready to jump I in? I am. And, you know, this is a hard I didn't realize we were going to do this one tonight. But this past week, I was listening to Unbelievable Justin Briley, and there was a conversation between two people. One who was in favor of assisted... Um, uh, what did they call it? Uh, I mean, basically, they were they were okay with ending someone's life, especially, and, and they were two Christians. They were okay with it. And then another person that pitted against, and they were like, this is not okay. Right. And it's one of those things where I feel like for us who have a pro-life view of things, we instantly just go, oh, euthanasia, that's awful, that's terrible, and we just move on. But I guess my question, and that's what we're, the thing about tonight, is is there even a conversation around this? Right. Because apparently it's okay in so many parts of the world. Right. So I think there is a conversation and I'm going to kind of play both sides of the fence if I can. And then we can go into final thoughts and I'll tell you exactly what my final thought is at the end of everything. But uh, I kind of want to play both sides of the fence. Okay, go for it. Um, So first of all, to have this conversation, we got to talk about, all right, you know us, this is a Real Talk Christian podcast, so we want to see what does the Bible say? What's mm-hmm. what's there biblically to be for or against it, right? Well, let's go for 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 our for against it right now. Against it, okay. So, so let's start off with uh, how much does God value life? So when we talk about life, um, there uh, a lot of articles that I read, um, they tie euthanasia in with suicide, with murder, abortion. They, they tie it all in together because it's the value of a life. Right, because we're talking about, yeah. We're talking about value of life. And mm-hmm. so what is God's value of life? First uh, Corinthians three sixteen through 17 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So that's a pretty pretty bold statement, right? You know, it talks about if God, if anybody destroys God's temple, God's going to destroy them. Whoa. Okay. Easy there. All right. So Psalm 139, 13 through 14, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. This is David talking to God. It's a prayer to God. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. So David is acknowledging that God formed him in his mother's womb, knitted him together. He's fearfully and wonderfully made. This is a pretty 
Christianese verse that's used a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God, it's no the uh, women's ministry verse. Exactly. Classic women's ministry verse. Not, not say that. It and it's funny because it 139 be. at the end of it is your prayer that you like to throw on students and dangerous prayer. Yeah. Search me and know me and uh, see my heart right. and see if there's any wicked way in me. Yeah, Lead me in the way everlasting. It's the end of this chapter. So mm. <laughs> uh, Romans five, six through eight for, for while we were still weak, At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us that while we were yet sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's showing the value that, hey, Christ loves us so much that even as sinners, he sent his son to die for us because he values our life. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of what passages. It might be back in the 1 Corinthians one where the fact of, um, you know, God paid... God paid the price for your body, so therefore glorify God in your body. Right. And how can we glorify God if we are choosing to do something that is not necessarily ethical? Like, and maybe this is jumping too far forward, but I think of Romans 1, like Romans 1, um, either 18 or Romans, oh, Romans 1, 28, I think, where it talks about, um, or the fact that God gave them over to themselves because we worship the created things rather right. than the creator. Right. And a lot of times we focus more on us than we do on God and how God views the world. Right. Because we look at it from our our, 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 our point of view, right. our lens. And so when we see, okay, does God value life? Well, he created it. He redeemed it. He right. saved it. He sanctified it. He right. He's going to glorify our bodies. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's what I think of. There's that... Uh, I don't remember what the Christian movement, well, not Christian, but more of a Christian sect, I would say, um, an offshoot back in the uh, New Testament time where it's not Gnosticism, but basically you could do whatever you wanted to your physical body because it doesn't matter because your soul is the only thing going on to heaven. Right. But in reality, no, God actually cares what we do with our bodies. Right. And in fact, we're supposed to glorify God with our bodies. Correct. Well, so we, we know that God cares about it. Well, we're made in his image. We've had, we're uh, image bearers. We've, yeah. we've had this conversation. It's an old podcast of made in the image of God. You know, we go back to the beginning of Genesis where he says, hey, let us, let us make man in our image. Mm-hmm. And so he values that, that we were set apart from the rest of creation for a special purpose. And that's the only thing that sets us apart from right. creation, the fact of animals were just created, whereas mankind was made in God's image. Well, in God's image. Because we're and, his image bearers. And where else does it say that God breathed the breath of life into the rest of creation? He didn't, Nowhere. but he breathed the breath of life into man. Mm-hmm. And so that sets us apart. And that kind of goes in the conversation, too, of, okay, so what about animals and killing animals? And and I, I heard a really fascinating, again, an unbelievable conversation between should Christians be vegetarians or not mm. based on what we should do with animals. But it's more the fact of part of what the conversation was is should we abuse animals? No, but God gave us all things for us to, and I mean, obviously we're called to have the creation mandate of right. um uh, rule over the creation, have dominion, have dominion thank yep. you, and oversee it and make sure it works well. Take care of it. But at the same time, God gave us these things as food. Well, yeah, we and see that's that. what makes it different to kill a chicken for food than it does to kill, well, <laughs> kill a belly actually, bob for food. We actually you know? see that post-flood when God's talking to Noah, and he's giving instructions to Noah right before he says, go forth and multiply. To Noah, mm-hmm. he says, hey, I've given you all these things that you shall kill and eat and do all and this even, stuff. And, and even everything. with Peter, because Peter was like, oh, this is unclean. I can't right. touch this. And the sheet came down with right. all the animals. And he says, don't call unclean what I have yeah. termed or what I have deemed clean. Right. So, so we know there's differences between us and other parts of creation. Definitely, definitely. So I, I would say we can't lump the rest of creation in with us when we're talking about this. Right, because there's a lot of times like, you know, like horses or dogs or other animals, cats, where, you know, you hear of, oh, well, we need to put them down. Right. Like, you know, this cat's dealing with kidney disease. This dog is dealing with this. And you can let them live and they can suffer for the next, right. you know, or a horse. Like, you know, if they break their leg, they but, can't do anything. But you know what they always say? Well, it's the most humane thing. It's the most humane thing to do. And I think that's what gets brought into this conversation right. of, you know, specifically, and this isn't just the fact of like, oh, you know what? Screw this. I'm depressed. I'm bored. You know, just let's go kill me now. Euthanasia is a very clear picture of it's someone with a terminally ill disease. Right. Like I'm thinking, you know, like like someone who has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's yeah. or something where they know Cancer. in the next 10 years yeah. – they will not be themselves if they're even around. Right. And it's like, you know, I've heard, I've heard the argument of uh, someone has Alzheimer's. Well, they want to die with their kids remembering who they were, and they want to die remembering who their kids were. Right. Rather than like, this is grandpa. We know he's crazy, and he's mean, and he's vicious, right. but he has Alzheimer's. 
And so some people would say it's it's more humane, it's more morally justifiable to why would you let someone live in that reality when they don't have to. Right. And 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 the Bible speaks about this. But we'll it's a little bit further down yeah, the line. Okay. But but I mean what should our view of death even be? Right? Oh, that's what, a good question. What's yeah. God's view of death? I mean is it something God cares welcome? about life? I mean, because we're talking Christians. How should Christians view all this? So as Christians, I mean, should we be like, ah, whatever, come on, death, because I'm going on to the kingdom, so I pray for death. I Like Paul said, I pray I was with the Father, but he's got me here still being with you guys. Yep, you true. dummies. Philippians, right? Yeah. So, but uh, just a couple little excerpts, and they're not, they're in the, in the middle of context. I'm going to this is a disclaimer. They're in the middle of context. It doesn't necessarily have to do with death, but they point out quick little excerpts of how it's actually viewed. We're so, going to call them little nuggies. These are little, little Bible Little nuggies, nuggets little Bible in the middle nuggies. of another context of what like Paul's speaking about in this writer of Hebrews. So uh, the first one, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 26, Paul, uh, right there at that verse 26, he goes, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So, I, and the reason why I wanted to pull this in, and it's pulled out of the context, but it's it, it pertains to this, is that God views death as the enemy. This is where Paul's talking about how God's going to come, he's going to overthrow, or he overthrew death, and uh, eventually we're going to be with him. Mm-hmm. So, he, but, so death is the last enemy destroyed. This is, that's the very last thing that's destroyed. Uh, it's talking about the second coming of Christ, stuff like that. That's what chapter 15 is uh, kind of hinting to. Um, so the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So uh, death is an enemy. Uh, death is inevitable. So Psalm 89, 48, what man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Selah. So uh, we see, and we know through personal experience, through scripture, nobody other than two (laughs) or three, I guess, well, no, two, two, Elisha, Elijah. No, no. Yeah. Elijah, Elijah, and Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 there's another one, Methuselah. Yeah, and uh, that's what no. I'm trying to think of. There, I thought there was a third one. You keep going. I'll, it, I'll use the it, Google. I use the Google. There, there's one more in there, and I cannot remember who it was. But yeah, so besides those few exceptions, um, throughout all of history, throughout all of... Enoch. Know, Enoch, that's who it was. Side note, if you just Google who never died um, before the Bible, <laughs> the other one was uh, in Vampire Diaries. Ooh, who never died in Vampire Diaries. Wow. So just in case you wanted to know. So... Uh, Throughout all human history, um, people have been dying. I mean, that's part of the curse that came upon us from Genesis on. Uh, you know, but side note, I've actually heard that a, a different idea and a different theory that death is actually one of the greatest thing merciful acts God did. Because mm. then we would never, because, you know, it was the idea of, in, in the garden, now some there, there's conversations around this, but the fact of don't let them in lest they eat of the tree that will, you know, uh, what, what, what was the other tree? There's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then the, basically the tree of like eternity or something. Tree of like life. That. Tree of life. And they, they didn't want them to eat from the tree of life because then they would never die. But he said that they could eat from any tree except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that if he if they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they will surely die. Well, I'm talking about after they, after they ate. That's why they kicked them out of the garden too, I thought. Well, yeah, because they disobeyed and God. And so it's actually a mercy that we get to die see i think it's a consequence i don't know I, I've, I've just i've heard that theory it's interesting yeah but it, it's a consequence because the it's wages the wages, wages of sin, sin is, is death, death right but the gift of god is eternal life exactly so there's too many scriptures that would tell me that's true that's true that's true but anyway we, we just talked about this where sometimes your theories get changed while we're yes, talking they on the podcast. we were just talking about that with scott yep um so hebrews nine twenty seven it says and just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment, and then I kind of stop there. Like I said, these are little ex- these are little nuggets, a little nuggies within a bigger context, but they they show just just the hints of, of the view of death. You know, we're we're appointed to die. Everybody's going to die. It's inevitable. Uh, Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes nine five. I was I did a lot of Ecclesiastes in this in the show notes of this one. I really liked it for some, whatever reason. Uh, for the for the living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. There is no longer a reward for them because the memory of them is forgotten. But the dead don't know snot. They don't know nothing. They don't know none. Nada. There is no longer a reward for them because their memory of them is forgotten. Right. Woof. Yep. Well, and think about it. You know, we know the big figures and we have some history on, on like George Washington stuff. But what about, you know, Jane Smith? Well, just, I mean, drive through the cemetery. Like, like, you know, we have cemeteries all around yeah, here, well, you know, and, just and drive knows, through those and who knows who's in there. Right. Exactly. 
Somebody does. Anything. I don't know anything about them. Or, or do they? I mean, there's the Forgotten Soldier. I mean, we got a whole monument built to the Forgotten Soldier that's that true. nobody knows who it is. I mean, just one of those things. Um, and then the other thing that, uh, that we should know and how we should view death is God takes no pleasure in it. And he actually did this during um, Ezekiel 1832. It says, for I take no pleasure in anyone's death. This is the declaration of the Lord God. So repent and live. Now they're speaking to the nation of Israel. But I thought it was really interesting that that the Lord God through Ezekiel says, I take no pleasure in anyone's death. So that means he's not happy about people dying. So death is the enemy that we have to deal with. God's not happy about it, but it's going to happen. And it's a, you're exactly, you got it. So there podcast done. <laughs> wait, that, but wait a there's second. No we're, hope. There's we're no talking hope about that. euthanasia. We're not talking about death, right? right. So oh, death okay. itself is not good, but it's all going to happen. Like, I mean, we all live, we right. all die. So, the, you know, now we know what death is and it's inevitable. Now we dive into the question, is it okay to take a life such as murder, abortion, And I think that's where this conversation suicide. comes because I, I think abortion's in a different category right. because euthanasia, the person is a living, breathing soul. And they, it's like, you know, people have the argument of abortion, well, it's just fetus cells. It's a potential human. It's not a real human. People use that argument. Whereas euthanasia, it's like, no, I see Jane. I seen Susie. I see Rick. Like, I, I can see them. Like, they're a person, and then I, that goes into personhood theory still a little bit, where it's like, okay, well, what makes person a person? Is it their brain activity? Is it, can they dialogue? Is it the same person? Well, it's changing all the time. Right, and so that's what people say about standards. euthanasia, the fact of, okay, well, if they're not, if they've dropped below what makes a person a person, well, then they're they're, they're kind of just wasting space at this point. Like, why are we paying $10,000 in medical bills and hospital beds to keep them afloat when they ain't going to live? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's the way we should think. I'm just saying that's one of the ways people think. Right. But it's the same as like, okay, people with any type of disability. You know, this is how mm, the Spartans, mm -hmm. the Spartans were known for this. They would kill babies that did not meet certain standards. They would kill people in their own, um, in their own city, Sparta would. Well, because it was an honor and shame society. It, well, right? not only that, but you had to be physically of a certain demeanor. Because this, this is Sparta, boy. Yeah, it was, you know? it was Adolf Hitler before Adolf Hitler is basically what it was. Superior race. Mm. That's what they did. And so it's like, uh, 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 do we really want that? Do we really want to be like, okay, we're going to push it all the way to you have no value because you're not, you know, six foot, 160 pounds, muscular and smart. And I think those are the easy ones that even, <laughs> I feel like even if you're not a believer, I mean, yeah. there's the law, the, the moral law writ right. written on our hearts of just that's like people who think that's okay. You, right. you a little messed up. Well, right. Well, so we, we don't do that. We, I mean, we don't say people with disability. In fact, most of the time society in a whole pities them. We're like, oh, we feel so bad. Let's make special parking spots for them. Let's make sure they have all the care that they need, at least here in America. I mean, right. that's what we do. Well, then there's even kids with like, um, you know, mental retardation right. or, or, um, um, Wow, I'm having a really bad brain fart. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you're going. I, I can't remember. But, but basically, it's like people who are normal people who have physical, mental disabilities. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so, like, like Aspergers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, does that make those? Pe I don't want to say those people, but does that does that make that person any less of a human than us because they, you know, their their wires are not all perfectly crossed like ours are. Like that's, that's my, not my, my wires are crossed wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm trying to think of how to say it kindly, but more, more the fact of it doesn't make someone just because someone is, has some sort of mental physical disability doesn't make right. them any less of a human exactly. than and anybody or, else or any less value to society. Christians or God, not right. even just society, but to God himself, the creator, they are put together perfectly in the way he wanted them to for a purpose. And so uh, you know, let's let's try to answer this. Uh, you know, is this type of killing, suicide, euthanasia? Where I'm going to kind of lump it all into one, even though I know there's separate issues with each one. But let's lump it all together, talk about it a little bit. So let's Levit go for it. Leviticus. If we go back to the Levitical law, um, you know, we could go straight straight to the Ten Commandments and be like, well, it says, "Thou shalt not murder." Uh, we could also go to Leviticus 24:17. It says, "Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death." But then they go, "Oh, but Chris, stop." We're not under the old Levitical law. <laughs> We're not under. Okay, so let's go back to Genesis, right? So the beginning, this is with God talking to Noah. 
Uh, and he said, and for the lifeblood, I will require a reckoning for from every beast. I will require, require it and, uh, and from man, from his fellow man. And I will require reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed for God made man in his own image. This is what he's speaking to Noah post flood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Chris, you know, Hey, that was way back then. All right. So let's move a little bit further. Let's go to King Solomon, Proverbs six sixteen through 19. Autism. I'm sorry. That's what I was the thinking go. of. Autism. Keep going. Keep going. So uh, six sixteen through nineteen. A proverb says uh, there are six things that the Lord hates, mm. seven that are an abomination to Him. We ha- need to jump back into that series. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. So um, those are things that the Lord hates. I don't see anything. You know, the Lord's the same yesterday, today, and forever, so I'm assuming he still hates them. And that mm-hmm. seven of them are an abomination. But, yep. I mean, who's counting? But, oh, Chris, that's Old Testament. All right, let's jump into let's Paul then. To the new. Let's jump into Paul. Romans 13, 9 through 10 says, For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you should not steal, you should not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. So, hey, there's your, you know, committing don't murder, you know. Right, and I know the the the... It's it's a historic Catholic belief, and, and even some Protestants believe it too, of, you know, suicide is the only sin that causes you to, quote-unquote, lose your salvation. Um, and so, like, that's, you know, that's uh, maybe not the sin that, that's the sin that leads to death, I guess, so far as, as that's, that's the way they interpret that. Right. Um, but with euthanasia, I think everyone flat out agrees where it's like, okay, a perfectly normal human being, sure, okay, we don't take those lives, but what about the person who... Like, you see people who literally just are in chronic pain every day. They, they're they bedridden. Like, you know, I knew someone's grandma was bedridden for 10 years, never left her bed in 10 years. Mm. What do we do with people like that? You know, mm. is, is is it ethical to actually just, I'm not going to say kill them. I'm saying remove the things and let them go. Well, so I want to I want to speak to something first. You brought up Ooh, something, I and tossing. I know this is a question. That has been brought up a lot, and if we do not address it, it will be asked. Okay. At least I think it would be asked mm-hmm. because people like to come in guns blazing sometimes when it's questioned. You said, well, we know suicide, the Catholic Church says, is a, is a sin that you can lose your salvation over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, Pastor Mark. I got something. <laughs> it's true. I, I've heard it a lot, you know. Um, we're, we're Calvinists. Mm-hmm. We believe that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Right. Nor death, nor life, nor anything. anything. No, nothing can separate us from the love of God, right? If you're his, you're his. But as his, do you still sin? Yep. Is sin okay? Nope. God forbid that we should continue to sin, that grace may abound. That's what Paul says. So, yes, you may not lose your salvation, but why would the last act you want to do on earth be a sin? Especially it's a sin not unto your, just unto yourself. It's a sin towards God because he made you. Well, more than just, I mean, I don't say more than just that, but the fact it's a sin against God. It's a sin against your neighbor. It's a sin against it's a, your family. It's yeah, a, sure, because you cause a lot of heartbreak. But, but we're talking specifically euthanasia. Most of the time families are involved with that decision mm-hmm. process, and they're okay with right. it most of the time. Um, so that's why I'm saying, hey, it's still a deathly sin against God, and sin is not okay, not even as your last act or your first act. It right, and matter. suicide, I mean, I, I want to make sure I'm clear, but I don't think, I, like, I firmly believe, like, there's pastors lately who, not lately, but pastors in the last few years who very publicly took their own life because of mental health issues or struggles or, let's be honest, the weight of the pastor, it's pretty heavy. I don't think that they're going to walk into heaven, God be like, yo, you did a lot of good things for me, and you were you, you were one of my children, but... My children don't do that, so get out. Let me get the book of life. Oh, your name's in it. Now it's out. Now it's in. Got a now new life <laughs> written down in pencil. Yeah, right. Was that I Tim, think it's Tim mine. Hawkins. May I think it's Tim Hawkins. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, but with that, the 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 act of suicide, you know, and I don't want to just say, you know, that suicide is you, you. Someone should not commit suicide just because of you know. Work to make the world a sadder I, place. I think we, yeah, but I think, I think as Christians, we should always condemn suicide. Mm-hmm. 
It's not the answer. It's not the answer. And, and so many people do it because they see of no no lighter hope at the end of the tunnel. Right. And that's and I just want to say if you do need help and you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, call the suicide hotline. Right. Talk to your pastor. Yep. Talk to somebody. Don't and, and, and I'm on the opinion of don't just text somebody. Call. Call and Meet talk up to with somebody. somebody. Right. And I don't want to say just talk to us. I'm not trying to get us out of it. Right. But you need someone there who's local. Really what you need to do is if you're having those types of thoughts, call the suicide hotline. Get in your car and go to somebody's house that loves you, mm-hmm. that that or so, somebody that you know, and be with them until them thoughts subside, and let them watch over you. Yep, we yep, all have okay. weaknesses, and, and I'm not saying that you know it's something that okay you'll never have it because you're a Christian. I'm there's I know plenty of people that have had suicidal thoughts and attempted being Christians, and um, I know several Christians that have committed suicide. Personally, I know. And it's a hard thing, and it's it still plagues me to this day of, man, why did they just reach out to me? I would have met with them. I would have, they could have stayed at my house, you know, those types of but things. But a lot of times people don't know. Right. And so if you're having those thoughts right now, do something about it. Something. Something. Because that's and, not the and answer. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, we all have weaknesses. Like, there's a reason why I don't have a gun in my house. Mm. There's a reason why after my ex-wife left, I made sure I didn't, there was no alcohol in the house. There was no right. gun in the house because... I didn't want to catch myself on a weak moment. Right. And and I'm not trying to pat my back. Like, you know, good, good job, Mark. But it's more the fact of those are real and present threats. And yeah. I, why would I even want to put that in front of me? Right. But going back to the, the conversation of is euthanasia a sin, I think it's very clear to say of, yes, if it's someone who's just like, I just want to end it, I'm done, I'm peacing, you know, oh, I just found out I got this thing, I don't really want to go through it, so bye, like, I, I, that's a sin. That's unethical. But I think the, the the where the line gets really, really, really fuzzy is the suffering. Part. Is the suffering part, and I can think of like my grandma who had um, emphysema, so fluid was building up in her lungs, so she was on her deathbed, and they were pump they they were just pumping stuff out. At what point do you say pull the cord versus not? And is that euthanasia? Is that killing somebody? Like so, I think that's where Christians more so spend their time. So that's areas. where I wanted to get into. I just wanted to hit the suicide thing yeah. real quick. And I appreciate you doing that, man. Um, so should we let somebody suffer? Should somebody say, all right, I got to just suffer through it because it's a sin? Let's dive into it. And I think it a the question bit. too is is there a purpose in suffering? So so right. So I mean, well, so one thing, suffering can be used. I'm not saying it is used. I'm not saying it's always this way, but it can be used for endurance. Any type of suffering can be used to build endurance in the faith. Romans 5, 2 through 5 says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So, in some instances, I'm not saying all instances, but in some instances, suffering is good to produce endurance, and endurance character. That's not always the case. So so why do people suffer? Well, sometimes God has a purpose. Proverbs 16, 4 says, The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Mm-hmm. So God has set it up to where everything that anybody goes through, there's a purpose behind it. I mean, I'm on a read. Can I read one verse real quick? Too? Go for it. So I pulled up 2 Corinthians. And I do want to say, if, if we're dealing with suffering too, read Psalms 3. It's pretty dope. Uh, but 2 Corinthians uh, 1 starts off with Paul, the apostle of Jesus, by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the church that's in Corinth, to all the saints who are throughout Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where it gets good. Verse 3. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflowed to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are afflicted, it is for your... If we, meaning Paul and Timothy. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it's for your comfort, which produces in you patience endurance of the same suffering that we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that as you share in the suffering, so you also share in our comfort. And so it's right there is the fact the Apostle Paul was flat out saying that sometimes we suffer 
but it's not just for us. It's to a bring us closer to God and God's in yeah, there in the midst be for of the somebody suffering. else. And that's the thing is the fact of, and I don't want to say like, okay, my dad died when I was 10, right? right? Did my dad die? So that way I can minister to teenagers. I don't know. We don't know the purpose. But God. I do know that since I did go through this, I am now able to comfort other people who have lost their dads when right. they were kids. I right. mean, I have many people I've been able to witness to and, yeah. and, and just come alongside like, you know what? I don't just see you. I feel you. Like, I know what you're going through right now. So let's right. let's go through this together. Right. And so we're able to do that. So sometimes our suffering, and who's not to say the suffering is going to be there for forever. You might get healed of it or God might bring you through. But how many times have we seen Christians who have dealt with intense suffering who turn around to use that to bring honor and glory to God? Right. People who lost limbs and they paint with their mouth or they lose their hands so they write books with their feet. Right. Like there's a lot of really cool things that people are still able to do. And suffering is a part of life. Yeah. That's just part I, I of being think, a human. I don't think anybody has ever gone through our life and can say, hey, I've never suffered <laughs> in any way because I can tell you, you're a liar. <laughs> right. You have suffered in some way, whether it's or you know, emotionally or or physically or mentally yep. there's some everybody's suffering and, and most suffering is outside of our control i mean look at my kids i mean heck all the, like i got so many kids that now have you know issues because right. of their the the dumb choices their parents made right and and now these kids have to deal with it and they could either uh, as they get older look at this and go god why would you let this happen to me or god I don't know why you let this happen to me, but I'm going to praise you through it, and, and right. I'm going to tell people about you because of this. And, and let me let me uh, I've shared this story before. I'm going to share it real quick and show you the difference between a Christian's hope and suffering and an, uh, a person who's running from God. Okay, go for it. So I, I've talked about the story of of my niece passing away, right? My, when she was oh, 15, yeah. 15 months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how long ago was that? Now five. She would have been five this year, I think. Five? No, she would have been older than that. She was born a week before Janelle and I got married. So we got married in 15. Oh, and she died the next year in 16. So, yeah, five years, over wow. five years now. She's been dead. Um, and, and so my brother doesn't follow God. He doesn't. Um, and I see how much it destroyed him and how hateful he is towards God because of the suffering of that. And then I've met people who have lost children who are Christians, who though they're sad, Andy, I think I'm thinking of Andy Lehman. Andy Lehman, yeah. Um, who, though they're hurt, they still glorify God in the process of their hurt. There's, there's two different scenarios. And I could tell you, for me, it was the suffering that I had to do was nothing compared to my brother. But watching my brother hold my lifeless niece in the hospital mm. was the worst day <laughs> I've had. Um and it's nothing compared to what these parents go through. But I can see hope in those who follow Christ and no hope through those who don't. Because the Bible even says, you know, and, and this isn't with, with soul sleep, but the fact of, you know, Christians back in the New Testament time, it was the fact of they've gone to sleep. Right. And one day they're going to wake up and yeah. we're going to be with them. Yeah, Paul. That's yeah. Paul in First, that's First Thessalonians, I believe, is where that was at. Uh, it's, it's in one of them. Yeah. So, anyways... Um, I'm going to read this last scripture, and then we'll get into talking about our personal opinions yeah. on euthanasia. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Uh, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So in everything, there is a time for it, right? There's times... Uh, there's always going to be a time. There's a time for this. There's time for that. There's a time for death. And God has appointed our days. God knows when that day of death is going to be at our doorstep. So is euthanasia, is that is that us playing God and trying to end our, I don't want to say sentence because that kind of sounds bad. <laughs> but is but, that is that putting the the control into our own hands. Is that why we do it? Is it for a control? 
I think in some regards. I also think, and we didn't talk about this very much, is the fact of, uh, we, we mentioned this before the show, though, and sort of my, my thought immediately went was, 100 years ago, we didn't have pacemaker. I mean, right. maybe we did, but you know, like 500 we, years ago, there you go. But you know, back sometime way back when there were no pacemakers, there were no electronic heartbeats. There was no, um, dialysis machines. There was no way to empty ventilators or, or ventilators or shoot even inhalers. Like right. there wasn't all these things. And I feel like with us, with Western medicine and in Western society, we don't have to think about death. Right. We don't want to think about death. We don't want to think about suffering because you know what? We don't have to because we got some called morphine. Well, we don't. You know? We don't want to think about death until it causes us issues, until it starts to get in the way of what we want. So, like, oh, you mean like COVID? No, I'm talking about like if my parents were terminally ill and I didn't want to take care of them anymore. Oh. I'm like, yeah, you should be euthanized. <laughs> like, like I don't want to take care of you. You're getting old and, and whatever. But right. but more the fact of... Or people feeling like they're burdens And, and I think family. this is where I struggle and because I had to watch my mom go through this, especially with, with her sisters of... Uh, I already mentioned this, but my grandma, she had emphysema and she was asleep. She was um, she was responsive. I mean, she you know heart was still heart was still bumping, but she was hooked up to machines. Right. Grandma was kept alive for machines. Right. And now, granted, part of that was for us to get out there so we could say our goodbyes. Um, but they had the question, and they asked. They said, "How long? Like, like basically, we can keep your grandma like this in the state for a while. So, how long do you just want to keep her like this?" And there were some of there were apparently some of the sisters that were like, "We cannot let grand like well let mom go. Right. Like we're like if if we're able to keep mom alive, we're gonna keep her alive." And my mom was a side of like, "Why would?" I, I feel like that's the like, that's not euthanasia. That's intentionally suffering because you're not ready to say goodbye. Um, but my grandma apparently apparently woke up and she was in a coma. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a coma or more just asleep because of all the stuff, but apparently she woke up and they asked her, they said, do you want to be kept alive? And she goes, no, I'm, I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. And so she made the final call. So thankfully, none of the sisters, there's six of them, none of the sisters had to make that decision. Right. But I think that's where I struggle and, and I have issues. And I've asked my mom, I'm like, mama, if, I don't say mama, I don't know why that came out. But mom, if if you're hooked up to machines and machines are the only thing keeping you alive, my mom's like, don't put me through that because yeah. I know where I'm going. So right. is that considered euthanasia or is so, that considered um, being a human? So I like what Scott said when we were just talking mm-hmm. before we started there. In case people don't know, that's our pastor here at the church. There's passive, and what was the other one he said? Passive and active. There's passive, right? passive and active, and I, and that was the best way he could have put it. Uh, he's very finesse with words, and I am not. So I was going to say uh, there's intentional and non-intentional euthanasia. Well, that's I mean that's kind of what it and, is, and that's what. It, so I, I think that intentional euthanasia, right? You could live on your own, and somebody's sticking something in you to kill you off. And normally it fills your lungs or it stops yeah, the heartbeat whatever, or whatever. Whatever it it's going to be, there's some sort of interaction that takes your life. Mm-hmm. I think that is You walked sin. in, and sometimes, a lot of times, it's physician-assisted because right. you actually are doing it yourself. Right. And I think that is a sin and that is wrong. And I think Christians should stand against that. Now, on the flip side, there's... And, and I would even say, I would argue that for the laws of the land. Cause sometimes we, we have the conversation of, okay, should we fight for that law or not? I think that's one we could fight for. Cause that's not just Jesus. That's ethical practice. You mean fight against? Oh, you know, fight, fight to make sure that doesn't become allowed right. in our country. Right. I right. think that's okay. Yeah. I, I agree. Now, if it's like you were saying, you know, if you're being kept alive by a machine and, uh, all that, and you would die naturally without intervention, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I think it's Okay. And and not a sin to be like, let, let death occur naturally. But now sometimes people are able to make these amazing, miraculous recoveries, though. Sure. And I think that's what people hold on to and is I, that recovery. And I think it's, as a Christian, we would say, listen, you know, pray to God. God, you're the great healer. This is what we're going to do. We're going to stop. We're going to stop playing God and intervening. And if, it, you're, if you're calling them home, then take them home. But you're the ultimate healer, so you can also keep them alive. Right. And it's taking the control out of our hands and putting the control back where it actually belongs in God's hands and saying, God, you do what you will. And I pray your will come in this situation. And so let me ask your opinion on this, because, I mean, this is something very sensitive at our church family. Um, We had someone who was hospitalized. I don't remember if it was a stroke or a double stroke, um, but basically she's been on machines for the last, I don't know, two years. Mm -hmm. 
And I've always, and I'm not saying what's the right thing to do because it's, uh, I don't know if that's my place to tell someone in this situation because, I mean, she's hooked up to all sorts of machines. Um, it's the fact of, will she ever make enough of recovery where she could even walk, talk again? And I, and I go, okay, we're fighting for her to get better and we're praying that, you know, God's healing comes upon her. But is it wrong for us like, like, like I look at the situation and go are we playing God and we're trying to keep her alive to get her better to live off the last next handful of years but still not really live is it better just to let go I, I think I, it's, I struggle especially in the pastor seat I, think, I don't know how Scott deals with that I think it comes people. down to situational mm-hmm. I, I can sit here with nothing going on and no loved ones and say this is how I feel um but I think it's situational. Me personally, I, I've already told you, you know, like if something happened to me, hey, God's calling me home. Like I'm not scared of death. I'm not worried. I don't ever think about death. If it comes, it comes. Even with all my medical problems going on right now, Janelle and I just had this conversation last night. She's like, we got to do this. We got to do this. Well, if something happens to you, I said, if something happens, it's, it's God's time to call me home. I'm not, I'm not scared of that. I welcome it. When God's got his time, I welcome that time. I don't want to go before that time. But when that time approaches, I'm not scared of that time. And I think that that's a decision that everybody in each situation has to make for themselves or if they're put in that situation for a family member. But to me personally, if a family member is unresponsive, showing no brain activity and is in a vegetative state, I'm going to say, well, they're already home. (laughs) And there was that huge court case. What, What was that? I was in elementary, I think. Maybe junior high. I think you were junior high because I think I was in high school. Yeah, I, I don't remember what her name the girl, was. The, but girl the girl down in Florida in the coma, and yeah, in the Florida. and the parents wanted to keep her alive, but her husband or fiance said it's time for her to go because she literally, like, I mean, the second they unplugged everything, gone. she was gone. Right, and 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 then they have the ethical thing of like, okay, well, did she feel the pain? Did she feel like she was drowning? Which I don't even want to think about that. And. But in the reality of us trying to use modern medicine to bring people back, I think it's the, the I mean, again, I, I believe this is where, you know, we use wisdom and prayer and right. guidance. Right. And uh, sometimes the, the will of the person, like if, if you get hurt into an accident, they got to put you on a ventilator for a little bit. Right. I'm sorry, bro. You going on that ventilator. Or, or same with like COVID. You know, people, fight for pe- it. people are going on, on ventilators and being able to come off and make full recovery. So uh, I, I think. It's more the fact of are we prolonging someone's death so that we and can I, still have And them. I think it's situational. I, again, I take a strong stance against active euthanasia. Oh, it's 100%. Sin, I agree. It's wrong. I agree 100%. And I think passive euthanasia has to be taken. But, it, but is that called death? has to be taken case by case. Mm. It has to be taken case by case because I could put you, again, I'm intervening with modern medicine and putting you on a machine, but you're going to make a full recovery. Mm-hmm. So... If I pull that, you may not make it right now because you need time for healing. There's, so I think of, I just watched a video today on TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've been so Dang dead. it. Uh, but they were showing this, uh, this machine, right, that sucks the blood out and takes it through and releases the carbon dioxide out of oh, the yeah. blood. And then it goes through and it gets oxygen and comes back in. Isn't that a, isn't it dialysis? It, it's a form of dialysis. And I don't remember exactly what it's called, the medical term for it. But they use it a lot in... Um, preemies and premature babies really they do that because their lungs aren't fully developed but as they're doing that it allows their lungs to continue to develop and eventually they can take them off of that and then they're they can breathe normally that's and pretty cool that. so to me that's that's a good that's a good thing um to put them on that machine and, and without that machine they would die and so i don't think it's i think that is valuing of a life but then again if you're in a vegetable state showing no signs of brain activity and you've been that way for years. Are we intervening in a bad way playing God? Right. So I, I think it's got to be taken case by case. Like you said, very prayerfully, thoughtfully. And, um, and it doesn't take away the hardness of that decision. Sure. No, not like, at all. In all honesty, this sounds really bad. I mean, I would much rather, like I'm thinking like I'm, I'm going to have to make this call with my siblings right. about my mom one day. And hopefully not. And, Hopefully she just and dies in natural causes. Well, it's going to sound bad, but I hope mama just goes when it's time to go rather than sleep in I her have bed. to That's make what I would these say. so hard decisions of, you know, should she stay or should she go? Like right. that's, I mean... <laughs> I hope you oh, should reference. I stay or should I go? <laughs> nee, 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 nee. 
But you know, it's I I I feel for those that have to make that decision. And I'm not trying to, you know, draw any humor out of that. Right. But it's more the fact of I I honestly hope I don't have to make that call. And now my right. mom put it in her will and, and she told me since I was like I mean, since my grandma passed away, I was like 13. She goes, if I'm ever like that, don't keep me like that. Because right. I don't want to live that way. Right. And and I think that's part of the Christian hope of there's more to come. Yeah. Like, bro, this, bro, this is this is just the opening act. Right. Like, we ain't right. done yet. This is the first chapter. First chapter. Of an entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Whoa. So we're going to be here a long time, people. So uh, let's so re- coming out of it. Let's yeah. recap here and, and a final thought because we're approaching the hour mark. And I've already said my final thought, so you wrap okay. it up. Man. So I just want to go over kind of what we talked about and just kind of condense it down here a little bit. Yeah, sounds good. So I think that uh, we can agree that um, active euthanization, um, suicide, murder, abortion, wrong. Sin, do not do, do not encourage, fight against. Correct. Um, passive is a little bit more difficult. It's it's one of those areas where it's got to be situational. Well, and you're not taking a life. You're trying to... Are, are you going to prolong the life? Are you taking a life? life or are you unjustly prolonging the life? Um, we, we see that God values life. Um, we also see that death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... I'm going to use your catchphrase here. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit on the passive part of it. But anything else other than passive, out of your control, like, all right, I got to, you're going to be nothing, or, and I let them go because they're just deteriorating and they're suffering so bad, and there's no hope for recovery. Um, and so if I just stop intervening, they will die naturally and I will try to make them as comfortable as that. And the hospice, mm, hospice mm-hmm. situation, which hospice is, I, I think a Christian organization did it, that in order yeah. to help people right. just not suffer be as able to, be able, Yeah, exactly. And I'm all for that. I'm all for a hospice situation of pump them up with morphine to help them pass. If they're going to pass naturally, pass as painlessly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it some, doesn't make it some, easier. Some people are against that because you start doing too many drugs and it, you know, you're kind of out of your mind and, you know, some people take stances against that and that's a whole nother conversation. But, mm-hmm. um, I, that, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's gotta be. Uh, staying against intentionality of killing of any sort, whether it's yourself, Shedding somebody of else, innocent or blood. right, exactly. Yep. And, um, seek, seek wisdom from God on the rest of it. So. Time for Fun <laughs> well, bro, that was a that was a that, that was a harder conversation. Deep that was not cheery. Hopefully, the next conversation will be more more cheery. Happy. Yeah, it's always hard to go from that and then listen to my kids and be like, "Oh, oh it's so cute, so, such young life." But we gotta end the show with some fun facts from the Fuller. So, dude, fun I always ask facts. if you got one, and I know you got one. So, what you got for us tonight? Did you read it or no? I did read it. Oh, okay. Because it was right it was there. I'm like, oh, right there. It is. there. All right, so the fun fact of the day. This is pretty dope, though. This is pretty dope. The original name of the search engine, Google, was Backrub. <laughs> so when your wife goes, hey, I want a Backrub, you'd be like, well, the computer's right over there. Yo, I got you. What, what, what you want me what, to look up? What you want to look up here now? I got you on the Backrub. <laughs> uh, it was renamed Google after the Google, which is the number one followed by 100 zeros. Now, Google. I actually did know that. I didn't know where the name Google came from because it's supposed to represent the... Thousands of search results that you can get by just going to Google. Or maybe it's it part of the Illuminati. I don't know. Why did you go there? Because I watched some of that on TikTok. Somebody's going to be putting out their tin hat real quick and be like, oh, no. The Illuminati. He said that we should do an episode. That would be a good Halloween episode. Oh, goodness. Maybe for next year. I don't even know where to begin with the Illuminati, man. We got to get Janelle because she knows it all. All I know, she did so, so much research. All I know is they did a good job when it came to national treasure. That's, it, it was pretty phenomenal. That's that's on fun fact. Have you seen not fun fact, but have you ever seen like Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons with Tom Hanks? I have not because of so much. Uh, it's some good falsehood. Crap. It's some good falsehood stuff, that though. it spreads. I, I I enjoyed the Da Vinci Code. I'm not did gonna you? lie. Well, yeah, it's like I just it's. It, I mean, the, the author flat out says, like, this is a story. And I just happen to use Jesus. Okay, but it, it's, on the flip side, right? 
Oh, so many so, people took it and went crazy. So on the it. flip side, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, right? I don't watch the Left Behind series for the same reason, <laughs> personally. Well, I think Left Behind is some bad theology. That's, so. what, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't watch <laughs> Angels and Demons and the, oh, the goodness. Well, well, either way, what I was so, going to say with that is the fact of that that's... Uh, I know about the Illuminati because of movies. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. That's right. all I'm trying to say. I don't know anything else. But you know what I do know? People could reach us so easily nowadays, man. With technology, we got the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. All the links are right there for Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and the phone number and the contact form for the email. People, please hit us up. We love to chat with you. If you text us, you're probably going to get Chris. If you Instagram us, you're probably going to get me. Or get, both. Or both. Or if you get Facebook, it's a flip of a coin. And we'll it, just it, kind of... Whoever gets to it first. And sometimes email is the exact same and way. And typically, like, I like to do the little paragraphs with my name before I start my sentence. Yeah. So everybody knows who Normally, I'll do Fuller and I and then go, Mark. Yeah, right. Mark. And then just keep going from there. If, but if you see the word dope in a text, it's probably not it's from him. Fuller. It's, it's probably him. not from Fuller. But either way, guys, just like always, we're glad you've been joining with us for the RTC I was going to say the RTC family. That's kind of weird, but we're glad if you're a part of the RTC family that you've joined us on these amazing episodes. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. But before we let them go, Fuller, anything else? Uh, I don't think so, my good sir. All right, dude. Well, hey, until next time. Take it easy. <laughs>